Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. Hello, friends. How are you today? You got to come on YouTube and find us, himforher.org or Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. We are on YouTube and you got to see this background. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm in the mountains of Idaho, Blanchard, Idaho. My husband and I are traveling across the country in our RV and we are interviewing people along the way. Love to see what God is doing in and through the U.S. of A. So keep hanging in there, joining us, and hopefully you'll be able to see even more spectacular backgrounds as I interview people. Today is a very special show for me because I have been praying for this woman for over seven years, and her name is Esther Myers. Let me tell you a little bit about her. I have been in Africa personally uh, multiple times, speaking uh, in death row prisons, uh, the worst prisons of Rwanda and Kenya. And also in the villages, bringing people the hope of Jesus Christ. And I've seen inside these prisons firsthand where people are, seems like they're layered on top of one another. There's just not enough room, um, especially those that are incarcerated in Rwanda because of the genocide. So many were incarcerated at that point. I first heard of Esther through BSF, which is Bible Study Fellowship. Great study, you guys. You got to jump in there. Uh, through Margie Schroeder. And Margie is a dear friend of both of ours. And Esther, thank you for joining the show. Thank you, too. I'm so glad you're with us. Now, the story of Esther, I could share with you what happened, but I want to hear it through her lips. So, Esther, tell us a little bit about yourself before you happen to become incarcerated in prison. Thank you so much for the question. Uh, Before I went to Rwanda, I was here in America as a student. I managed to do um, to study in two universities. One was in Dallas, Texas, where I did um, leadership, counseling, and pastoral. After graduation, um, I got married with my husband, Kevin Myers. And then I also went to Crown College in Minnesota. After I graduated my bachelor's degree in psychology and counseling, so it was the time to go back home uh, to introduce my husband and my son. At that time, he was already four years old, four and a half. So I was so excited to go home. Um, you know, for my achieve, achievement, you know, two degrees and my husband and my son, it was such a joyful for me to go. I need to go home. I need to go home. Uh, but before I went to Rwanda, God opened a door for me uh, to go to preach in India. And after I preached to India, I was like, so father, now let me go then home. Uh, so then I just went, I, we traveled as a family uh, to go visit my my family, my relatives, and my, my church, you know, my big church family. And, and 
that, that, that was actually the mission for me to go to Rwanda. And that was before I was um, uh, captured just to take me to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I could, I can continue, but uh, uh, the reason why I ended up in prison, uh, we were just welcomed home. And then as a preacher, as a, a graduate, and, and I, I've been sent by my family to go and study. Uh, so they wanted me, they wanted to hear my achievement, what the Lord has done in me. So the church that I came from, which is the Assemblies of God Rwanda, they just uh, organized for the speaking. Mm-hmm. And we had two weeks of seminar. The first week of seminar, it was so wonderful. Then the second week, it was so powerful. It was such a joy just to be back in, you know, in my home church and see all families and relatives. It was such a joy. I don't know how I can measure this. So that was, you know, the start of of being, you know, in jail. Mm-hmm. Incarcerated. Now, to give our friends a little background, um, in Rwanda, uh, there was a genocide between the Tutsis and the Hutus. And when That's I right. went over to uh, Rwanda, you were not allowed to talk about it. Um, I was unable to even mention it because they're trying to keep peace in the country. Uh, and I, I believe that was the purpose of it. And so um, that was something I could not do. I was very careful about it. But there were people upon people inside the prisons. And you could just accuse somebody, your neighbor, that they were part of this. And then they would be thrown into prison, you know, without basically being tried. It was really a difficult time. And so what I believe Esther is trying to tell us that she was at the seminar for two weeks. And it was so exciting what the Holy Spirit was doing as you speak. And you guys, you got to see them in Africa. People are jumping up and down and they are celebrating. And and unlike sometimes here in America, where people sit on their hands when they worship, uh, you know, we could absolutely learn from the culture because it's so much fun. But uh, and the worship is so wholehearted. So I believe that's what you were talking about during that second seminar. That's right. It was such a joy just to see that I was home. Uh, and then the the time like was the end of our seminar that Sunday, uh, 2015, that was, you know, January 2015. Um, it was uh, my last preaching in the church because, you know, it was over for me, the mm-hmm. seminar that they gave us, you know. And my husband and my pastor and it was like almost 20 to 30 people, they went to another place to preach. They have a huge conference in stadium. So then I stayed in a home church preaching. So again, with my, you know, enthusiastic speaking and joy. But when it comes to the um, lead of the Holy Spirit and the tough messages, and then I just, you know, changed. You can, you know, my tones changed uh, because I want to give what the Lord want me to give to his people, not what I want to give to them. I preached uh, the uh, act, you know, regarding Steve and Stephen, 
about being stones and about his death and 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 then if i may go back a little bit you you mentioned something good that i and that you know in rwanda because of bringing peace and 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 reconciliation to the people uh, they avoid to you know to bring tutsis or hutus but does not mean that we don't have to speak the ethnic group yes we do say the hutu and the tutsi but what we don't want to go back is to bring the past so that the people can be you know injured by uh, uh, by you know like touching the wounds Mm-hmm. So they can so, heal and move on because over a million people were murdered. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know this story. But for me preaching, I, I, I didn't know all the changes because I was out for so long. In I was in South, even South Africa. I was a missionary in South Africa for six years. But I would go to Rwanda, take the teams for the outreaches, bring them to South Africa. I was working with the youth with a mission. Mm-hmm. as a white woman so we go back and forth back and forth so then eight years in usa i didn't know the changes i didn't know they say this don't say this that's how they call it so at that time i used the illustration taking back to the past say don't you forget where we came from when the blood of tutsis was shed and then the hutus died as well and even some of the foreigners so i was talking to my fellow people without any offenses or anything but it ended up people interpreted how they wanted to interpret it but it was different from my heart. It was to tell my people, we have to move on, but allow the people to get healed without, you know, um, put, put, you know, lying that this and this and so and so they have committed this and this and well, it's not true. Because if we go back to the scriptures, we saw they called the force people to come accuse Stephen. So it was at that time when I want to bring that illustration that it is a time where we need to confess and repent. Stop accusing the people without any reason. So, uh, and, and according to how people interpret, I couldn't stop them. I remember at the end, people coming and hug me. It was so beautiful. We love you. We miss you. Then others say, you preached so well. But you put ideology. You, it was so amazing, you know, after praying for the people. And then I did ask, I said, what is ideology? I didn't know what was ideology. Seriously, I didn't know what was ideology. Then they explained to me, uh, when you say this and this and this, we don't do that. We don't say that anymore in Rwanda. Hmm. So, uh, so innocently like that, so uh they, you know they 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 accused me they had to call the police and then i i went to the police and i was you know asked you know questions and then i had to explain what happened so joyfully innocently like i'm talking to you so i didn't understand what wrong that i have done and that was actually the reason why i find myself in prison um 
I went through uh, through the court system and here and there. And as I explained myself, you could see that they see inside of me that I, seriously, what I said, you know, I didn't know it was acceptable or not acceptable. You weren't aware that you couldn't talk about this ideologically. I know that I say that right. Uh, you know, this future, this hope, this healing, uh, you, you know, you, you, you opened up too many wounds for people and then they turned you into the officers. Is that correct? It, 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 it's not that I opened wounds and it, it's, it's like our people were, were jealous. I, I don't say that I opened wounds. Nobody was okay. injured. I say mm-hmm. this because when they did a research and calling the people to ask what happened, uh, nobody testified that, uh, you know, it was uh, oh. like uh, going back and opens wounds to the people. But a majority said that Esther, we know her very well. Uh, she didn't know what was, you know, uh, happening in Rwanda because she's been out for so long. Yes. And we know her when she was young. She's she's a genocide survivor. Uh, mm-hmm. She can't go back seriously to touch wounds, but her heart was to tell the people to repent. Yes. Don't speak lies. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 go back where we came from. But let us move. You know, this these are the dangers that it can take back where we came from. So, uh, you know, a lot of people they they could understand that I, I was innocent in what I was saying. Uh, and I was speaking to my fellow, fellow Rwandan, you know, people that we speak the same language. At your so own that, church. Mm-hmm. Yes, even church. So the things was interpretation for some of the people. They interpreted my message how they wanted to interpret. Yes. And, and, yes. and that's normal. That's common. So, friends, if you're just tuning in, uh, Shugbury, him for her radio, women's hot topics. We got a hot topic today. We have Esther Myers. She was incarcerated in Rwanda for uh, seven years. She just shared what led to that. She was a survivor of the genocide. I don't know if you guys remember this, but over a million people had uh, been murdered, basically. And, and what happens is in this country, they prefer that you don't talk about it pretty much at all. Our question, because they want to bring peace to the country. They don't want, want healing. They don't want uh, any questions brought up. And she had been out of the country uh, for several years um, in South Africa, as well as the United States, uh, getting her degree. She came back, preached in her own church. And from that, then uh, they had people that didn't like what she had to talk about. Um, and so then she was arrested, tried, and now put into prison. Did I get that right, Esther? That's right. Correct. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So thank you. So now let's talk about which prison were you in? And what happened after that? What was your first impression inside a prison in Rwanda? Yeah, I stayed in a police station for 20 days. Was that a remand? Was that a remand prison? Don't they call them remands when you're waiting for your trial? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So 20 days. And then I just prayed. I say, oh, God, there's no need for me to be locked or, you know, by myself can I go and, and see the women and then just preach to them and sing and just have fun? A uh, few days, um, uh, went back to the court. Then I ended up saying that I, uh, they put me on, 
on on waiting for 30 days that I can, you know, go back to the court. So that was the day I went to the big, you know, prison. Uh, it, this is the Kigali, uh, which we call... Um, you were in Kigali. Kigali, big mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was... Again, it was for me to enter because I, I was praying that I want to meet the women in prison. So I was expecting to see them. So curious to see the, you know, the women and hoping we'll be dancing and I'll preach to them and, and instead of being locked by myself. So they, I went and the doors were open for me to enter. I was so excited to see the women and they would just came and hug me. They want to know my story. It was such a jo- joyful to enter. Then I start, you know, shouting, you know, as African, you know, uh, culture. Then I start say, "Praise God! I'm so excited to be with you." <laughs> so then other women say, "Oh my goodness, she's excited to be in prison." They were like shocked. Who is yeah. this that she's so excited to be in jail? Then I say. I'm blessed that I can be with you, you know, talk to you. So, but in my mind, I thought that's going to be only for 30 days. Then I'll move out or maybe, you know, uh, the trial will just let me, you know, the the, the court system will let me get out. Uh, then uh, from the, the 30 days I was there talking to the people, my joy was, you know, was just to be with them and to see the children, the old people, the young generation, uh, I was just my by myself. I was myself. With I didn't feel sorry or crying. Oh my God, why am I here? Um, I just kept my spirit of, you know, letting God be God in me and do what He wants to do amen. in my life. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. Describe for our listeners what does it look like inside of an African prison? Uh, seriously, um, it's it's like no more, you know, prisons. Because the women, they have their own, you know, facilities and Mm -hmm. they're um, separated. They're separated and they have like a place where they have the women uh, with their little children or the the pregnant women that will be outside. So then the rest will just share, you know, the facility. Mm -hmm. Um, There's nothing, you know, complicated. It was, you know, the way I saw the prison for for the first time, it's like like a college, you know, like the student being in college. But this is totally different because you see the yes. old ones and uh, those who are very sick and those who are mm-hmm. mentally, you know, sick. Uh, then now we what, just still there. You, what I experienced when I was in uh, these prisons is that I discovered that it's almost its own village or world inside of the prison. And you, uh, you know you're not necessarily guaranteed uh, the same rations or supplies that the next person has, depending on if they have family that live in the area that bring things to them. Uh, There was a lot of bribery going on that I saw in prison, and I'm going to speak to it um, from the officers and the family members being able to visit and the bribery there. Um, And it, you know, compared to American prisons and most of our listeners have not even been in prison um, you know, American prisons look like a hotel compared to what I saw in Africa. And it, it just was sad to see that, um, you know, some people are barely getting by and other people are, you know, have nice clothes and are living lush and they're both incarcerated. And that's what frustrated me. And But I hear what you're saying, Esther, when you go into the prison 
and you just want to share the joy of the Lord with these ladies. Um, Mm -hmm. I spoke mainly to men when I went in prisons Um, and, and I I spoke to the women as well, but mainly I would share with the men and we brought supplies and et cetera, but um, it's an experience and you really feel God in a raw, honest way. The Holy spirit is just moving, uh, you know, when you're able to preach uh, freely, you know, in, in the prisons. And so I'm just so proud of you that you were so excited to be in there. You were there over 30 days. Then you heard your ruling. What happened and how long were you incarcerated after that? After the 30 days, we appealed. And then uh, the hearing, they say that, you know, that was the high court. Mm -hmm. They gave me 10 years for the beginning. So after having 10 years, I was like in dream. I was dreaming. I said, oh. 10 years I didn't even you know bothered about the 10 years because I was like I I was in dream I didn't know what was happening what have I done to have 10 years Uh, but again just to protect myself so I won't be depressed my joy was just to keep serving God in prison Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a very good point you were to keep from getting depressed you focused your eyes on Jesus I love that that's right that's right. Just keep preaching and encouraging and uh, taking care of the children. Just go pray with the old, you know, women and those who are pregnant. And, and then I was preaching, you know, like Sundays or early in the morning, five o'clock, you know, um, morning prayer, singing and dancing and crying to God, crying out that people will be released. And then have also another, like, will be shaved, you know, have like empty, you know, head. And then I start praying, God, will you just forgive the women that they can keep the hair on? Because it can affect, you know, our, our, you know, we can't even develop brain cancer or skin cancer. We prayed for that. Just, I had different things to do inside the prison that, I did not concentrate on myself. Um, it was like no more. I was like a teacher in prison. I was like, you know, a mom, a mother to different to different young generation or even to other women. Yes. That, that that just I didn't even know how the t- the time you know went by. So you then were. Ta- the- I'm I'm going to have you pause for a minute. You were talking about hair, and and you 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 became. Um, consumed with that instead of thinking about yourself and some of the women had hair falling out because they had cancer is that what you said are they trying to get no, medication we, for we, it we, we were required to shave the hair everywhere oh you were required okay to shave the yeah. hair okay every week so then i was um touched in my heart you know because we know that the hair protects our skin mm-hmm. then what i did i started praying and fasting father Will you allow the women to have hair, to have the hair? Speak to the leaders that they can forgive the women just to keep the hair, although it's going to be maybe long, but to have that cover, you know, yes. the hair so they won't have uh, like um, um, diseases of the skin, sure. you know. Yeah. Sure. So we prayed for that, praying, fasting, and teaching the women how we need to do a spiritual warfare that yeah. God can come, can use the leaders to forgive. And then we start praying for release, like a parole mm-hmm. that the women. And I'm, I'm going to have you pause right there because that's an exciting story. 
Esther is praying, and so is the entire prison. And they are looking for God to move the hearts of the leaders. And we're going to come back, friends. Uh, We're going to do a part two on this next week. Please come back and listen, because we want to hear the rest of this story. And if you have not said yes to Jesus Christ, could today be the day that you invite him into your heart? Because you're going to see from the second half of this show, the power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit when you invite him into your heart. My name is Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they received Christ in their life. This is Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.